<laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Do Better. We're your hosts, Maggie Hunter, Carrie Ann. Why do you just say your name every time? You just say Carrie Ann. It's Carrie. It's Carrie. Or it's Carrie Ann, one word. <laughs> one so, syllable. <laughs> so many people at Bucknell or at university <laughs> <laughs> just call her Carrie Ann. <laughs> yeah, people are like, what's your last name? I'm like, Anne. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Oh. But it's great. I love it. I think it's funny. I think it's a good, it's a good name. I don't mm-hmm. know how we got on this topic. Anyways, how have you been lately, Carrie Ann? Um, pretty shit. Um, not gonna lie. Um, I've been spiraling, but I'm gonna go home. So that's gonna be nice. I'm gonna go <laughs> see a therapist. Hell yeah, therapist. I, I already told Maggie that when I come back from break, I want to look completely different. Like, I don't want anyone to recognize me from the back. Yeah. I want to pull a full, like, Hannah Montana. It's an admirable goal. Um, also, just for context, because I realized we, we just jumped right in and forgot to specify. It is currently Thursday, December 9th, um, which means that we have officially gone on winter break for the university that we attend. <laughs> um, and... So I drove to New Jersey today, um, which I'm talking quietly because I'm in the state, but anyone who knows me knows that this is like a big deal for me. I'm not the biggest Jersey fan, but I'll do anything for the people I care about. So we're here. Yeah. And like, not only are we just in Jersey, we're in my godfather's daughter's room. (laughs) Like, we're we're (laughs) there are pink unicorns in this room. No, there's like a pink teddy bear. She has a little, like, I don't know, she has a little mug going on. patch kid. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's a good setting. Um, we also did just go take some, we did a fun photo shoot for the pod. We're going to keep the, the actual contents a surprise, but um, we will have photos uploaded soon. I like how we sound yeah. so conceited. Like, fucking happy holidays. Like happy we, Hanukkah. Yeah. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, if you don't celebrate Seasons anything, greetings. Then... Happy New Year's. Happy December. It's a very packed, packed, like, era of, like, the year. It's a year. I'm like, going to start Hall- looking at the calendar yeah. year as eras, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you have, like, October, Halloween, November, Thanksgiving, December, which is Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and then also, like, New Year's. It's a lot in one go. Yeah. A lot packed into one Like, ha- last half of the year. Um, recap, 2021 for me sucked. Um, I absolutely yeah. hated 2021. Honestly, top five worst years, but it's going to be fine. 2022 is going to be great. Pete Davidson is coming. Yep. That's our motivation at this point. Pete Davidson. It, it's Pete Davidson, honestly. No, yeah. but I, I'm actually, like, can you imagine him, like, in Lewisburg? Like, like, the, I imagery, can't like, the imagery that. is so funny. Like, he's going to be, like, I, like, he's going to be, like, High as hell. Like, he's not going to be sober for it. Like, there's no way. I am so, again, like, my like, dream, my dream reality is the reality in which somehow I miraculously get picked to be his moderator and we- Fall in love. Sh- no, I don't need that. He's got Kim. I can't live up to that. But I just want to share a sandwich with him before yeah. next- yeah. Before before my moderation panel, which is probably not happening. 
That's like a bucket list thing. Right? Though. Like, share a sandwich with Pete Davidson. Okay, here's another thing. We're not consistent at all about whether we're PG or G or R. Because if you, like, look back at all of our episodes, we literally fluctuate so much. I'm trying so hard we're to, trying be to be PG, though. We're trying to be kid-friendly. Because my mom, the first episode, she was like, great, loved it, banter was amazing, audio quality was terrible. Um, <laughs> but also, you shouldn't be mentioning all of this shit, because you do go to a university and you are engaging in sandwich and giggly water consumption apple juice apple juice yeah so now we're trying to be a bit more pg yeah we want it to be like family yeah because family friendly if there's anything me and maggie are it's family friendly (laughs) yeah anyways let's talk about which founding fathers you think would have been into anal now um, let's get into it. I think Jefferson. It. I was joking. <laughs> I was not I looking know. for an answer there. But you know what? That's probably the right one. He gives, I, he gives me that vibe. Yeah. And Loki, Washington. I think he would have been mm. into it. He had so much power. Like, he was so dominant over, like, the field. I think that, like, he just sometimes just wanted to be, like, I was... like pegged. Like, you know what I mean? Oh... Yeah, well, pegging for Washington, I think, makes sense. This is the most cursed podcast. I think it makes sense. I was thinking about, like, like, heterosexual... Wait, what? Heterosexual anal. Okay. the guy is doing it to the girl. Oh. And I was thinking that perhaps... John Adams might. I think that's a hot take. But he, because he seems real stupid and dopey. I mean, not stupid. You can't call, like, a founding father stupid. Racist, yes. I guess stupid, not really. Yeah, they built a country. Yeah, they they, they, wrote the Declaration of Independence. They figured some shit out around here. So you can't really call him stupid. But I think it's more just that Abigail Adams was a badass. I think that she would have liked it. And I think that John would have kind of put on his big boy pants. Why are we still talking um, about but this? I completely stand by the fact that Jefferson would have been into anal. No, you're right. You like, are right. Like, he definitely would have been into It's just like, mm, I think Hamilton would have, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm yeah, done. let's, let's, let's end it. I almost just said something there too. And then I was like, whew, let's be glad that did not escape um, your mouth. So yeah, um, it's Christmas. Semester's yeah. over our first semester of the mm. sophomore year. So we're halfway done through sophomore year, which mm-hmm. is crazy if you really think about it. Thank God. Because... It's okay, though. I still feel like a freshman. I really do. I still feel like a seven-year-old. Facts. Like, I came home from break, <laughs> and my mommy had, like, made my bed for me, and, like, done my... She'd washed my sheets, and there were fresh towels, and, like, she she, like, got me my favorite dinner that night. And it felt like I was taking a sick day and my mommy was tucking me into bed at night. Like, it was really nice. I have a theory that, like... I think I'm seven. Yeah, like, the first, like, two months of college is really fun because you're, like, really independent. It's the first time you're super, super independent. Yeah. And then it gets to the point where the third month comes and you're like, I can't do this anymore. Because you realize it's not temporary. It's kind of permanent. Of, like, oh, this is what it means to be an adult. Like, you have to... If you're sick, you have to take care of yourself. You have to book your own appointments. You have to, like do work and like suck it up and keep going you can't just like stay home and eat soup and watch max and ruby you know what i mean i think the thing that sucked the most for me this year that brought me my harshest awakening into adulthood was when i had to 
fill out the I-9 form <laughs> for my job at the university. And I was looking at it like, I don't know what, what does income mean? Yo, I have yeah. an income now. It's what? 825 an hour, like so the, it's not a sizable income, but the what tax, are taxes? Yeah, the exemption form or what it was. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was calling my mom crying. <laughs> Like, I have, like, one day to submit this before they <laughs> fire me. My passport's expired now. Can you overnight my social security card and then let that me know like, how much taxes I should... Yeah, I was during the hurricane. <laughs> I brought my passport to school, right? Because that's what you do. Um, and then I found out that it had expired, like, two days before. And I was like, well, fuck, I have to fill out these stupid tax forms because I guess someone decided to make me a contributing member to society now and there was a hurricane and it was really bad and yeah it like actually like I didn't think I realized how bad it was because it didn't hit Pennsylvania or like central PA and then I saw like how other schools like shut down and stuff I was like that's crazy like it was insane. I didn't realize that yeah, <laughs> I've crazy. been so mentally checked out I have no clue <laughs> You sound like Kourtney Kardashian. You know when Kourtney Kardashian was, she was on the show and she's like, I don't read news. I, I just don't, don't anymore. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, like, she literally was like, I, I mean, don't I like do. it. She's like, I don't like it, so I don't read it. I don't keep up with it. And then Kim, Kim and Chloe are like, how do you not keep up with, like, what's happening? She's like, because I don't want to. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's you know, like, what? This year has been the Kourtney Kardashianification of me. <laughs> You um, and Courtney, I feel like I've been Chloe, just losing. Just <laughs> yeah. Neither of us have been I'm, Kim or Kylie, God no. forbid. I think I'm Rob. I'm Rob. <laughs> I'm Rob. I think I'm Brody Jenner. Brody. <laughs> I'm Brody. He's off like skiing, like snowboarding like, somewhere. Does, like, Malibu or like I don't even know what he does. I know he's like, what is he? Fucks bitches, gets money. I guess that's what happens. I guess. When you're Brody Jenner. Unfortunately, names, okay. I'm Maggie. Yeah, Hunter. I hate the name Brody. Yeah. It just irks me in the wrong way. Where ways. did it come from? I don't know if it came... I Okay, I don't want to say it came from Glee because I didn't like it the did name... It did not. I didn't like the name Brody way before Glee. I just don't like the B and the R and the O. Like the bro. It's, it's just, just like, no. it, Yeah, like the bro's too aggressive. When I was a kid, I used to associate the name Brody with Coyote and Roadrunner. Um, I said that and then realized that, do you know Coyote? And I know Does that. Does anyone know it? Okay. I've seen, I know what it is. I was like, I feel like it. this isn't actually that niche, but then Carrie made a face for a minute and I was like, did uh. I just bring up some weird, I don't, I don't think it's that niche, but it always reminded me of Coyote and Roadrunner. Now though, it literally just, Brody to me is what it sounds like. Like it sounds like a like, bruh. I just like don't Brody. like Brody. I don't like, like that. That's so chill. I don't like the name Brady. Like, Brody and Brady just make me uncomfortable. Brady, I think, is better, but I wouldn't give it to a human, and especially not for the first name. No. Like, Like if it's a last name... It's a last name, and it's a dog's name. Yeah, if it's Brady for last name, that's fine. There's no choice. Like, that's not anyone's decision. But your name is Brady, I'm like, okay. Okay, I do want to say, though, to any Bradys out there, I'm sorry for just saying that you have a dog's name because maggie of course is the name of every single chocolate lab ever like <laughs> i can't really um you're literally a chocolate a... lab like if you're a dog you would be a chocolate i lab. know <laughs> a little like the little yeah the cute ones running in through the wool uh it's cute no but like literally 
No, I just can't with the name. Like, the name Brody and Brady is just, like... Can you imagine if they had, like, twin boys and their name Brody and Brady? <laughs> I'm gonna do that now. No, I'd never <laughs> no, I'd, be, I'd be... Yeah, that's the issue. Then I'd be losing my best friend and I'd have to hate my children for the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> just, like... I really get the short end of the stick. Brody, Brady Brady and Brody Hunter oh. dash husband's last name. <laughs> no, here's another one. Oh my god, did I tell you this tweet that I saw the other day? Wait, I want to name a kid Brady Hunter Brady. Ew. <laughs> the Brady Bunch. Imagine how... That's so scary. Annoying that would be. It's like, it's like, Brady it's like Brady. Philip Phillips from American Idol. Yeah. Like, that's his real name. His parents really were like, listening to Philip. Brady Hunter Brady. Brady Hunter Brady. Brady Brady. B... <laughs> BHB. It's Bo- a good monogram, though. Bo- mm. Uh, mm. I don't like B as the last name letter. It's okay though. Uh- <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. My so this is a fun little tidbit before I before I redirect conversation. My mom growing up taught me to, and it's not like a serious thing, but it's it's like a niche little thing. She's very into phonetics and names, so she taught me. Um, that when naming a child, you should always be thinking about how the monograms are going to come out because you're going to have them on linens, towels, backpacks, bags, anything. Um, so you want to make sure you have a symmetrical monogram. So M is a symmetrical letter. H is a symmetrical letter. (laughs) Middle name's Josephine. The J fits nicely in the middle. (laughs) My mom would not like your I name like for that. a monogram. No, not gonna lie. I have four letters. It's it's too it's too much. My full name, yeah. my full legal, my government name. She would not like it. It's too much. <laughs> my 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 university ID though, I think is pretty cool sounding. Like the, what is it called? Annotations, alliteration. What's it called? What's the word? Initials. A, initials. Isn't initials like the first yeah. letter of a word? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what a monogram is. Yeah. <laughs> Stylistically, it looks horrible, yeah. but if you like read it like in like Arial or like Helvetica, it looks it's kind fine. Of, it looks fine. Yeah, it's like not that bad. Anyways, that's what I meant by the last name B. Oh, that excuse car me. does not even know that we're recording a high quality production here. <laughs> it's so rude. Um. Anyways, that's what. Sorry to anyone whose last name begins with a B. Um, it's just that I was taught that it would not look good on a dish rag. I hope you can understand. A dish rag? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> can I ask you, can I propose a genuine question to you? Yeah. Do you think Ryan Reynolds is hot? From, like, <sighs> a physical standpoint. No. So, okay, I saw this tweet. and this. I don't what, think he's hot. And I wanted to mention this earlier, and I was like, you know how you know a guy's straight? Mm-hmm. Ask him to rate Ryan Reynolds' attractiveness, <laughs> and if it's anything above, if it's an 8, 9, or a 10... That's how you know. Because there's, like, some, like, he's hold. so generic. Yeah, he has, like, a hold over, like... He's, yeah. And he's, like, really funny. And I think he's really talented. No, I think he's great. He's great. It's just, I don't think that he's, like... A 10. He's like, not a, a Hollywood 10. 10. You know what no, I mean? he's not... Yeah, he's not, like, hot. Like, he's attractive. He, again, he's funny. He's charming. I don't like that he had his wedding on a plantation. No, that was fucked. I don't. Like, how do you know? How do you not know Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively? <laughs> you You're thirty. <laughs> it's twenty ten now, mind you. 
obviously shit wasn't great back then it's not that much better now but it was still 2010 there were still history books yeah like people treat 2010 as if it's like 1945 yeah and they're I'm like, like no like they're like well the civil rights era i'm like like we're we're still living in it like right. it's a different time I'm like is it like oh my god really like, wasn't ruby like- bridges is still alive <laughs> And Ryan Reynolds got married on a plantation, so <laughs> we can't really pretend that we're that far past it. I'm just saying. Um, anyways, anyways, oh my anyways God. so I was gonna bring up our next topic, um, which is I realized that we never addressed our psychic visit. Oh my god, we really need to talk about this, because Carrie and I, in a place of desperation, decided to go see a psychic. Maggie it, got scammed. I she got spent, scammed. She so spent a hundred bucks for a ninety dollars session. Like that told me nothing. Told nothing. No, mine literally was bullshit. I think you go through yours first. Mine was. She was telling me about how she's like, "Are you like?" She told me that she thinks I'd be good in STEM. Girl, if you, if anyone here knows me on a personal note, I literally can't do fractions. <laughs> like, how am I gonna like save a life? So she's like, "I think you're gonna be in the medical field or whatever. You'd be really good at it if you pursue it." And then she was telling me about, like, my love life or whatever. And she pulled up my cards and she's like, oh, there's someone out there who really loves you, right? They really like you. They adore you. Um, they care about you a lot. But there's some type of distance, whether it's emotional, mental, physical, whatever. Some type of meta, meta distance. And she's like, do you know who this could be? And I said no. Because I'm not giving her anything. Also, it's because smart. I don't know. And... She just kept telling me to say names, and so I said, so I said the names of, like, so, you know, I ended up saying the names of, like, all my ex-boyfriends, and every single one, she was like, mm, it's not resonating. It's not that. What does I'm that not mean, fe- I'm not feeling that one. She's like, is there anyone else? And I literally was, like, at the bottom of the barrel. I was like, no, there's legit, I don't, like, I cannot. I and so she was just like, mm, okay. And that's what she told me. That was my freaking my meeting. And then she told me that someone in my parents were going to have, like, a minor operation or something with their health. Oh. And then I left. And then that was what she's she told me. Still waiting on that shoe to drop. Yeah, that's what 90... Hope it doesn't. Yeah, what a precious $90 went to for her to literally be incorrect. Yeah. And then, as Carrie mentioned, I got scammed. So I pretty much paid 100 bucks for this woman to be rude to me. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, first of all, the sign on the side of the road said, like, $25 palm reading, so you were like, <laughs> that's reasonable for a place in central Pennsylvania, let's go. And then we call, so apparently they had appointment only, and I don't, I don't know why, because who else is going there? There was literally um, no bodies. There was no one there. There was, there was, there was no not one. a car in the parking lot. No, there was literally, but there like, were three parking spaces, and they were all empty. And like, when we came out, there was that, like, one truck with those creepy old dudes in it. But, like, the whole time, we, no one was there. I don't know why they needed appointments. I think they were just at Panera or something. <laughs> um, but so we call, book appointments. They go 90. I'm like, sure. We get there, and they're like, so what service do you want? And I was like, like, the, the one that you said on the phone, like, the $90 one. And they were like, oh, well, are you sure? Because we have, like a sound wave bath for 300 if you want. And I was like, 300 No, it was like, we tell you about your, your past and your present, present for and 90. Your future. For 90. And then we'll tell oh, you. Yeah, your, they didn't and then, tell us. And then they only include the future for like 300 bucks. Right. I was like, that is such a I was like, bullshit. why am I here then? But at that point, it was like, uh, 
might as well let this happen. I think that's the issue with this entire thing is it was very much a might as well let this happen thing. And that's where my story gets bad in the second half, which is I walk into the room and immediately the woman is like, oh, we're going to need more from you. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I can just tell that your soul isn't so much pain. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm wearing all black. Like hook, line, sinker. Like, she got you. <laughs> it's, like, it's Halloween. I'm at a psychic in central Pennsylvania. I look like a walking skeleton. And you're, like, no shit something's wrong yeah, with I'm me. sorry, but, like, if you have two people coming in willing to pay $90 for a psychic reading, like, they're not okay in the first yeah, place. Yeah, like, like, like that is what the first did it indicate? take for you to figure that out, bitch? <laughs> oh, your soul is in trouble. Yeah, Fucking I'm here. Duh. <laughs> I'm here. Of course no shit. Is. No, like, sane, normal, healthy, functioning person actively pays... For the possibility of something that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, like, because my whole thing, too, is I went to I went to a tarot card reader in Connecticut one time. I paid 80 bucks for it. And it was actually a good reading. Like, I was like, you know what? I'll pay 80 bucks again. And I think that's why I was fine with the 90. Because yeah. I was like, if this is a good one, it'll be worth it. But not only was it not a good one, <laughs> it wasn't 90 either. Because she kept being like, 120. And I was like, <laughs> no. She just keeps going on. And she's like, 110. I'm like, no. no. She's like, well, how much can you do? I'm like, 90? Um, she's like, you can't do anything more. I'm like, fine, 100. She's like, why is she fucking she's like, okay. You? And then the actual psychic like prediction that I got was like, I wish I'd written it down, but there like wasn't pretty, even anything to write down. It was pretty down. vague. Like, it was not anything of importance Yeah, like, it was, it, was like so there, it was like, there are like two people, maybe three people, but probably two, but maybe three in your life <laughs> who may be coming back in or back out. But yeah. if they're coming back in, you have to be ready for them, but know that the best <laughs> may not be there yet. So keep your eyes peeled and just bullshit advice. No, yeah. Just nonsense. No. Like, my lady literally was like, you're going to have one more relationship and then you're going to meet your soulmate after them. But this relationship is not going to devastate you. It's not going to be heartbreaking. And I'm literally saying there, I'm like, isn't that, like, a statistic that proves that, like, like, most people meet their spouse or, like, their final partner or whatever, like, after three. Like, it's just, like, or, like, two or three or four. So she literally is just taking, like, generalizations and holding yeah. a crystal in her right hand, like... Yeah, exactly. And then he synthesized, like... Like, your lady is just spouting marriage statistics <laughs> at you. My lady is just criticizing my outfit. <laughs> like, why were these women so rude? I'm so hard. I, I think we're the type, no, but we're the type of people where I feel like if we walked into a store or a service of anything, the owners would scam us. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they can just tell that we're, like, so naive. I don't even think it's that we're naive. We just assume the best. Yeah. Because we're desperate. Because we're sad. I think my thing is, there's a great John Mulaney quote where he goes, you could pour soup into my lap and I'd probably apologize to you. And, like, that's very much who I am as a person, unfortunately. And I think that that's just the energy that this psychic could get from me. Because it's not that I'm, like, too dumb to not recognize when I'm being scammed. It's just that I don't care. Like, it was more of an inconvenience to me to spend five minutes arguing with that woman <laughs> than it was to lose 10 extra bucks like honestly i get that 
like it was just easier i could tell the second i walked in and she's like oh i'm going to need more i was like fuck this i'm gonna end up paying whatever price this is because i just need this bitch to stop talking like just let me hold the crystals tell me what's in my future and then i didn't find out what was in yeah. my future but it's okay. just let me know if i'm gonna be okay please and thank yeah, you there's no reassurance no there's none like at that point we were both just so like done that we just wanted we just if that psychic like i honestly because i know that it's bullshit like that's she it's not just... like i genuinely believe in it but like if you're a psychic and you get two university students give them something to work with just you know at I mean? least be like you'll get good grades next semester yeah. give us something to keep going we yeah need it. but yeah that was our psychic visit yeah, really weird good. so we'll go into our next segment which is hot takes Oh, Do you yeah. have any hot takes? I did. Margaret? I wrote one down. I'm going to read verbatim what I wrote because I wrote it down at like 3 a.m. after some s- sandwiches. Um, and I <laughs> I think it's good, but the actual like blurb that I wrote is not the best. I said, any form of entertainment that uses a maze as a plot device is genius. <laughs> Examples. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Shining, maze runner i got this idea because my brother and i were watching a show called lock and key on netflix which um let's be clear i realize that i give more like non-recommendations on this podcast than actual recommendations it's not that i don't recommend the show it's just that it's not like the best but it's fun um then i wrote it's a surefire way to disorient the audience as much as the characters the setting looks the same no matter where they turn so it can lead them literally anywhere and the surprise builds I agree. Suspense builds. Another example, and yeah. I literally will die for this fucking series. Percy Jackson. Yes, that's a great ha- one. The Battle of the Labyrinth. Yes, that's fucking iconic. Great one. You're right. I agree. Cause like I think, and I was thinking more. I think it's a little bit trickier with Percy Jackson to qualify one because I wasn't like a big Percy Jackson fan, but two because they never made the Labyrinth movie. But now that they're yeah. making a new series, I think, I hope they do I it. think it'll be really cool. Because the thing about mazes is they work so well visually. Yeah. Like, again, you take Goblet of Fire, and the audience is just as fucking scared as Fleur Delacour yeah. is, because everything looks the same. Oh, another so good example. Great. Yeah. The Labyrinth, with David oh, yeah. Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. Or, like, what's that What's that movie? Uh, There's actually... It's Guillermo del Toro. Oh. Pan's um, Labyrinth? Pam? Um, Pam Pan? or Pan? Wait. Pam? <laughs> Pam. Pan. Isn't it like... Wait. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think it's Pan's Labyrinth. I think it's yeah. Pan's, yeah. Why is this such a based hot take? Right? Like, this is so true. Because, cause again, if everything looks the same, it makes it that much scarier. Yeah. Also, Maze Runner was fantastic. Maze Runner Maze was Maze Runner so was, like, also good. for, like, any girl between the ages of probably... 11 to like 17 that movie had like everyone's crush on it like they had oh. hit, i thought they had hit, they had dylan o'brien they had the cowboy dude from the queen's gambit and him oh newt yeah he played newt they had fuck um that guy minho he carried they had Teresa may her name is Teresa. they had effie stoneham they had effie stoneham <laughs> Teresa. yeah they had um something not they Teresa had may. um will poulter who's the guy with the eyebrows he, oh, yeah. he had a glow up. He's kind of he's he attractive. He such though. a glow up. He's everything. He's I, still not my type, but he's he not good for him though. He's talented and he's British. Yeah. I would not know that. Oh, he he's gr- British. He's so talented. Oh, he's like he's like Tom Holland. Like you'd yeah. never fucking know. 
What's another? No, but that's actually so true. Like, right? the thing of a maze. Like, or like the, was it Wizards of Waverly Place? Oh my god, the final, the wizard battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything are with fan- a maze. Because fan- it's so, you can do anything with it. Because the base of a maze, you can literally do it. You can put yeah, anything in it. Any obstacles. It. it can take however much time. I'm surprised the Hunger Games didn't do anything with the maze. Yeah, they fucking... <gasps> that would have been really good. Imagine how sick. Yeah. Like, like if Katniss is running through the maze and she can hear yeah. Glimmer yeah, Clover <laughs> <laughs> running after her. I think the closest thing you could get that is, like, with Catching Fire. Because you know how, like, the arena was a clock? That like, was That was really cool. Best. And they had, like, the force field walls, so, like... Yeah. If you're, and you couldn't get... That, that was actually so Wait, can genius. we talk about Catching Fire for a minute? Catching though? Fire is peak teen cinema, and that, like, it is genuinely a oh. great film. I'm like, gonna watch that when I get home Catching now. Fire is so good. Like, when she... When Cinna gets, like, dies, and, like, she's oh. being, like, escalated up, and then she looks at it just Ouch. water, and then she looks up, and everyone's also confused, because they realize that they're gonna have to swim. Imagine Amazing. not being able to swim. Imagine you survived the Hunger Games. Imagine having to swim to the corner. Like running is enough already, but like having to swim. No, that would give me a big advantage. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just you forget the fact that I swim like three miles a day every summer. Like, that game would be over in minutes. You be you kill everyone. Yeah, like I just swim to the middle, grab a machine gun, and (laughs) no, it was really cool. The whole concept of like. The Mockingjays was really cool. And then, like, like the blood rain, the lightning. Oh, my God, the, the fog. That was psychotic. Like, the I don't fog. know who... Suzanne Collins deserves, like, a Medal of Honor for, like... I don't know how she came up with that shit of, like, making it a clock. The TikTok bitch. And she genuinely... My... I was talking about this with my mom the other day. And I'm not even shitting. I'm probably gonna write a paper about this. Just for fun. Because I'm a fucking nerd. And I like to write fake papers instead of the actual ones that I have to write. Um, but my mom and I were talking about this. How, like, Katniss is just... Like, Suzanne Collins is fucking... She knew what she was doing. What that do bitch, like... Like, every single detail that she put into that... Into that series was intentional. Like... Like, I don't... I don't know. I'm not trying to diss J.K. Rowling because I was a Harry Potter kid. But, like, a lot, a lot of J.K. Rowling stuff, like, she would just all over the place be like, oh, like, Dumbledore's gay now for social justice reasons. And also, Harry had a pet pig, actually, when she was younger. Like, she would just add shit in mm-hmm. just to be able to say that she had shit in it and that she was being progressive. But, like, Suzanne Collins actually created the perfect allegory of all of the issues in our society and I was talking about this with my mom because I got in a bunch of trouble when I was a kid <laughs> for reading The Hunger Games in school because they were like, it's a book about kids killing kids. And I was an asshole as a kid. Well, so I apparently sat down and very um, firmly explained to the the headmaster of my school that um, it wasn't actually about kids killing kids, but it was an allegory for all of the issues with society and how the people in power were using poor people who they viewed as dispensable in order to keep their power and like it just everything in that series Mm -hmm. is so well thought out and Suzanne Collins did it so intentionally and perfectly I don't think it gets enough credit yeah on the top yeah on the topic of authors who are better than J.K. Rowling in terms of their intent 
I think Rick Riordan is the same thing. Oh, so because much Rick better, Riordan yeah. never retconned anything. Like, anything that you see of his work is there. And so what I mean by this is that he wrote a story about a kid with ADHD and dyslexia with a single parent. Um, and he said that, oh, because, and he used that as a form of a demigod because he wanted to empower little kids out there who had a single parent, had dyslexia or ADHD, which I think is genius. And yeah. then with his later series with the Heroes of Olympus, he actually had characters of color and like he actually wrote them to be characters of color and actually gave them like forethought and background and story. And I think that yeah. is amazing. Like. And so, you know, I always think about J.K. People compare it all the time. I'm literally like, Rick Riordan, like, genuinely cares. And yeah. he still writes today, writes today, and he still writes very diverse Yeah, because like, it's intentional. Kids. He's yeah, trying. Yeah, and I love... It's not an afterthought. I love Rick Riordan. I hate how he's so underrated, and I hate that he got fucked over by the bad Percy Jackson movies. I could yeah. literally write a 20-page, like, on... I could do a whole, like, script and video essay about how... The Percy Jackson series is so severely underrated and that it's successful and it does great and everyone knows it, but it's so good. Like, it just deserves so much more. And I'm yeah. so happy that Disney Plus is doing it. But no, like... I'm so excited. Yeah, here's one of those characters. They had a, they had an Asian kid, they had a black girl, they had a Native American girl who's Cherokee. They had, like, kids who were, like, from, like, all these different backgrounds and, like, it was cool and it was correct. And I love him for that. And I love yeah. Rick Riordan. No, I agree. I, I think my... The thing that's sad about my whole thing with the Percy Jackson series is that I think it just didn't feed into what I was interested in as a kid. Like, I was never super into Greek mythology, so I didn't really get into it. I did read all the books, and I did enjoy them, but I wasn't, like, obsessed with them. And I feel like now as an adult, like, I may try to reread Percy Jackson and see how it suits me, but I kind of feel like I might have missed the boat. Yeah, I honestly think there's two types of kids. Like, I think there's Harry Potter kids and there are Percy Jackson kids. But in hindsight now, I wish I'd been a Percy Jackson kid. Percy Jackson was the reason I read for, like, two years. When I was living in China with no YouTube, no Google, no Instagram, no kids TV, nothing. I literally would just read Rick Riordan. And, like, he's literally... I think he's single-handedly the reason why I read as a kid. Because I would read all of his books. And, like, yeah. I think for me, like, it's it's really typically what you're more akin to honestly like I agree like Harry Potter kids and Percy Jackson kids I don't know why those are the two spheres of existence yeah. but I'm gonna go with it because I don't care yeah no I divergent I, kids can fuck off like I don't yeah divergent <laughs> you are a divergent do y'all exist if you do please don't what is it City of Bones like the other oh, one? Oh yeah like, go away like this is not for you matched no <laughs> this is for Hunger, Hunger Games everyone liked the Hunger Games it was universal yeah. well because because my thing was, I was, as I mentioned before, I was a Harry Potter kid. I kind of wish I'd been a Percy Jackson kid, though, because, like, I turned out okay. Like, like my opinions are the same and stuff as they would have been if I'd grown up with Percy Jackson. But I just think that it would have benefited me a lot more in forms of, like, <laughs> internalized, like misogyny gifted kid burnout like I this is my second hot take of the episode and I am going to say this very clearly and um it may get us canceled but Hermione Granger is a fucking terrible character because she is everything that JK Rowling views herself as that makes her better than other women so even though the whole point is female empowerment with Hermione Granger it's literally just seven books of her comparing Hermione to every single other woman in the universe yeah. and using it as an excuse like to tear insert. them down. 
Listen, because she yeah. views herself as I, not like other girls. Yeah. So she created a character. Like the for whole that. problem with Harry's first girlfriend being Cho Chang. First of all, her name is Cho Chang, which makes first no of sense. all. Okay, okay. It sounds Joe. Like, it sounds like the name of a Chinese restaurant in like the middle of like It sounds Alabama. like she was making fun of Asian culture. Yeah. So his first girlfriend was Cho Chang, and she was like really what like she was. She had no personality. I don't think Cho had a personality. She had none. She really didn't. I read it the was, Goblet of Fire, it was watched crying it. crying over her dead boyfriend, which was a good source of trauma. That's Just a reason it. to cry. And instead, she's laughed at. Instead, Harry makes no. out with her and while she's crying. The, That's fucked. What were they, was it the Patel twins? Yeah. That was another one where like they were the dates to the Yule Ball. And it's just like, oh, because they, they didn't look at Hermione, so they get the Patels. And I'm like... And like it's all these other things of like, okay... Clearly, there's a pattern. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, like, like tweaking. Like, no, like, it's all, like, oh, the Patel twins are superficial. They're just interested in, like, boys and fashion, which is why Harry and Ron take them, because they don't even realize yet. They're, they're teenage boys. They don't realize the true values in life, things that Hermione values. But, you know, if Hermione actually did care about makeup, she would be better than everyone else there. Yeah, like... Her, and, like, that's the whole narrative. Like, it's, like, one of those things, that, you know, the Mew, like, like, you're holding me back, just wait. It's, like, the whole yeah. thing with Hermione is, like, you're holding her back, just wait. She could be the perfect woman if... But she's not, because she's not like other girls. And it's, like, shut up. Like... Yeah. She's definitely, like, a self-insert of J.K. Rowling, I agree. Yeah, because J.K. Rowling just, like, hates other women. And she makes it so clear with the series, like... Like, Hermione, or not Hermione, Lavender Brown being Hermione's foil, too. Yeah. It's so fucking obvious. Like, she's like, haha, stupid, giggly, Lavender, or Padma Patil, too. Like, I need to Google. Or not Padma Patil. Who's the one who's in love with Harry? I don't know. I don't know. I need to Google if this bitch is naturally a redhead, because I saw somewhere, like, why JK so- Rowling? Yeah, if she's naturally a redhead, because so many of the self-insert. I always like, like, she has red hair. I thought she had blonde hair. Oh, I don't ever know. I don't Never, her real hair isn't red. But yeah, it's, it's blonde. Like, right? I definitely think that Lily and Hermione and maybe Ginny yeah. are, like, self- Oh, Ginny. Ginny for very, sure, too. They're, like, self-inserts of her, if that makes sense. Yeah. A little, like, that's what I think. Yeah, Ginny, Ginny for sure is another one who's okay. She's unscathed. I think that <sighs> Luna's... I, I think she gave all of her, like, strong female characters pieces of herself, so I think that Luna's the side of her that's always kind of felt, like, neglected They're and like outcast, outcast and weird. Yeah. I think that Hermione's her intelligent part, Ginny's her badass part. Yeah. And obviously some of those women share those traits, too. It's not that you can't be smart and badass, it's just that you can't be smart, badass, and into fashion or makeup. <laughs> Because yeah. then it's, it's like, super like, If you're going to be in a wizarding battle, why not, like, wear a thigh-high boot? Yeah, like, why bitch, not if serve... I'm fighting Voldemort... Yeah. why not look a little, you know, why not serve a little something? I like, want a fishnet look. Like, if I'm going to be, like, fighting for my life, like, at least let me wear, like, a final outfit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not going to be caught dead and, like, I'm not going to wear, like, a zip-up hoodie. Like, no, like, let me come in <laughs> a fucking corset. I have a... I'm not physically fighting anyone. I'm doing spells, so, like, I'm yeah, not, Yeah, like, you don't even have to worry I'm about movability. my body. I'm I mean, just, I guess you do have to worry about running, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you'd want some And that's in a good shoes, boot. Like a... Yeah, some like Doc a, Martens. Yeah, get a naked wolf boot, you know? <laughs> get a, yeah. <laughs> something platformed. Um, good on the feet. But, like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. do you have to... And that's another reason of why I really liked the Percy Jackson series. <laughs> Is because they had a character named Very Piper true. McLean, and she was the I daughter. Piper, yeah. She was a daughter of a movie star and Aphrodite, and so her whole thing is that she was Ugh. breathtakingly beautiful. 
wish and, that like, were there me. was a little bit of that on, like, other girls' aspect and that, like, she had choppy hair and, like, she wasn't as stuck up as the other Aphrodite girls. But the thing is that she was incredibly beautiful, but she was also really caring and strong and smart and, like, she was so capable and she was also beautiful. And I thought that was always an interesting thing. Yeah. And Annabeth Chase is also another really cool example. And, like, she's kind of like Hermione, but kind of not. And they're, like, she's the only girl in the trio and she's smart yeah. and she's the daughter of Athena. I and think it's just, like, a really interesting thing of, like, what was the chokehold trios had over 2000s, like, children literature? I like, think, like, my whole thing with the not like other girls trope is that, to some extent, it's kind of necessary for that genre of young adult literature because young adult literature is about, like, extraordinary teens. You know, you get into adult fiction and it's more like, oh, here's an ordinary housewife, we're gonna study her psychology. But, like... Young adult literature is all about, like, the chosen one, you know? It's all about, like... like Harry is not like other boys. Yeah, and it's, it's all it's, about, like, going against authority. Because when yeah. you're a kid, you have such little power. So when you read about other kids who have powers you're or like, have whoa. strengths and are going against governments and going against systems and adults it, or professors or teachers, it seems like such a magnificent, cool thing. So I yeah. feel like there's, like, that version of, like, ide- like idealizing these certain traits and yeah. I definitely agree with your thing Well, I do, I do think that's true, but I think more of what I was kind of trying to figure out how to articulate is that like to some extent individualism does have to be one of the core character traits of the main character, that type of story, any of that type of stuff, just for the structure of the genre. But Again, like, you look at the issue with not like other girls, it's not the individualism that's the issue, it's the thing that makes them individuals. It's like, again, you take Katniss and Hermione, like, Katniss isn't actually unique because she's so much better than every other woman in District 12, and she's, like, Mm -hmm. that much of a natural fighter, and, like, she doesn't care about girly shit, so she's super cool and, like, edgy. She's not like other girls because she's put into this horrible position and has to figure out how to fight for it. And mm-hmm. she's just doing the best that she can with her skills that she has, which is being naturally smart and strong and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's not used as a way to pit her against other women in the series. Like, there's no judgment against her she's with never Effie. Like she's never pitted against Joanna Drew. Or, or like... Yeah. Like, they're all just women. Yeah. Whereas with... Hermione, the things that make her not like other girls are the fact that she's not interested in stupid things like boys and clothes. So she's so special. Yeah. Like, And I have another theory about this. Yeah. So you know how, like, recently... Maybe it's with the rise of Y2K, but there's been this rise of, like, you can be a smart bimbo because, like, mm-hmm. you're reclaiming the word bimbo, right? And, like, movies like... Legal, I mean, movies like Legally Blonde were really popular when they first were released, but then I feel like in the mid-2000... Like, late 2000 and then, like, mid 2000s. We watched the same video about this. Who do you think? I'm trying to think what video. I can't remember I who know. it was, but we watched the okay. same video. <laughs> so there's this, like, so my whole thing is, like, clearly, like, there's been a difference in sway in which yeah. you had these, like, really popular series with, like, girls who weren't like other girls. And then there were all other, and, you know, everything, f- like, you know, everything trickles down because everyone copies what's popular. Mm-hmm. And so what became popular and became really oversaturated was, like, the strong, tough girl who doesn't wear makeup and has a messy bun and she's a brunette because they have to be fucking brunette, of course, because that's the, that's the you know, the crux of it. They're like, I'm, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not the pretty blonde girl. And it's just, like, that whole thing, and it became so oversaturated, and I think that people were, like, uh, and then they were really swaying towards this, like, 
revitalization of like bringing back the L woods or bringing back like smart like you know what I mean like yeah so it's this weird thing where like there's always like a cultural like pendulum so I'm just waiting for either when it comes back back. to what it used to be or if it like will ever recenter or reconfigure I don't know that's what I think about sometimes because I think the whole thing is at the end of the day like the the whole notion that intelligence and beauty cannot coexist is just a function of misogyny to keep pitting women against each other. Like, yeah. we had the whole Elle Woods era, but, un- and it's not Elle Woods' fault, obviously, but unfortunately that did directly inspire the Hunger Games era, where all of a sudden, yeah, and not Hunger Games specifically, because again, I just talked a lot about how I like Suzanne Collins' work, but that whole, like, dystopian YA love triangle type thing, like, yeah. that was a direct offset of the notion like it just became a point where women were like and this is true too but women would be like well why is she wearing a skin tight spandex suit to a space battle like why does her makeup have to be perfect and like that's true you know it's maybe not the most realistic that harley quinn is going around kicking people's faces off with like seven inch boots and like a string bikini like yeah true not the best combat apparel but like as you were saying before what if i want to wear a nice like dark red lip to the battle of hogwarts why not what's wrong with that it's just because people automatically view femininity as a thing that is presented based upon your appearance and not based upon who you actually are Mm -hmm. like women are inherently defined by their looks So a lot of feminists think that the only way to break through that mold isn't to just do whatever the fuck you want, but it's literally to just be like, well, I don't need makeup to prove that I'm a woman. But you're still catering to the male gaze because the male gaze is telling you that now (laughs) they don't want women who look like women. They want women who don't care. Yeah. Like, and it's just, as you were saying, it's such a pendulum. It's a cycle. Yeah. And it also coincides with style. So like, if you look at like fashion trends of like the 2000s, it was very like, low rise skimpy tops pink you know what i mean yeah it was very like everything was bedazzled it was like paris hilton was very much like what it was and then like the 2000 the late 2000s came and like as a way to counteract that trend it became more like referencing the 50s they had like 50 roller skirts like the skirts were a thing the messy buns like layering um like you know what i mean like the sweaters and like the knit things and like it's very like 2015 like floral prints like bethany moda like very like yeah it's not like you're not wearing like a mini tight skirt you know it's very like flowy and it was kind of a counteract to that and i think that also coincided with the fact of the trends of like what celebrities people liked you know like jennifer Mm -hmm. lawrence became really big and people liked her because she ate pizza and she talked about being drunk yeah and that was so different from like let's say an actress in the 2000s who would not probably talk about that yeah like she was like this new type of actress and then it literally the pendulum swung back in the late 2010s where people couldn't stand her anymore and people didn't yeah. and now it was kind of and now it's kind of going back to the 90s y2k era and then like yeah because like anne hathaway people hated her in the two- 2000s yeah they thought she was too fake and perfect and weird Ugh, that's so rude She's they wanted anne hathaway they wanted something authentic and jennifer lawrence came and then suddenly now there's like this revitalization for fucking anne hathaway where people love her but she, I mean, I don't think she's done anything ever wrong. No. She's I'm... talented. She minds her own business. She is very active on her platforms. Yeah. She uses it. So there's no need to hate her in the first place. But now people yeah. have this adoration for her. So if you really observe the trends of, like, what 
type of woman is acceptable or what kind yeah. of girl is fitting with what works now. So it's yeah. a weird thing. And it works... It, the same thing can be told about, like, body trends. You know yeah. what I mean? Like... Well, then, because I think... I think that's actually... I was going to say that, like, the thing about Anne Hathaway, too, is that it's not like she's changed or has started marketing herself in a different way to meet new societal expectations. Like, she's not following trends. She's herself. And she has been herself since she came onto the acting scene. It's not that Anne Hathaway did anything that made people particularly dislike her in the 2000s. It was literally just that society's expectations for women did not adhere to what she was. Yeah. And and that's the thing with body types, too. Like, yeah. It comes like in, everything's in and out of style. Yeah. But you only really see that for f- women. Yeah. There's no type mm-hmm. of guy that goes in and out of style. I mean, yeah. I guess, like, a Timothy Chalamet type would have not worked in the 80s. Or maybe. But, like, yeah. it's not to the same degree. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember people literally just hated Anne Hathaway. Or they just hate John Flores. They want yeah. nothing to do with it. And then you don't see them for a couple of years. They're not doing work because your their work is based off of public opinion. Yeah. And, like, that same level of, like, I guess, critique or, micros- like, looking at a microscope is not really applicable to, let's say, like, male actors, I guess. Not to, like, say, like men don't I'm not saying like men are like the worst thing ever I'm not saying that I'm just saying like there's clearly a difference in which ways they're depicted and how trends affect each respective binary I don't fucking know no yeah I absolutely agree I don't even know what I'm saying I was I was gonna say that too like with women there are trends with looks with personality types with types with opinions with everything with Men, there aren't types like that. Like, it's not like... Like, no one... Like, okay, going back to the Ryan Reynolds thing. (laughs) No one would be like, oh, Ryan Reynolds isn't hot anymore because now Timothy Chalamet's here. Yeah. Because men aren't ranked against each other and the conditions that men are competing under aren't constantly changing. Yeah. But for women, they are. So, like, if you... uh, This is another really interesting thing. So now I feel like we're in this age of where women are kind of just, like, do what you want. That's the most feminist thing you can do. Is a woman doing what she wants. So because of it, I'm not... I don't want to say that's a middle ground, but it's a point in a place where it hasn't been before. It's a better space. So because of it, that's why you have all these people who, like, Megan Fox has a career now. Like, she's... Like, people hated her. So she's kind of back. And then Legally Blonde's back, but then also, like, people still laud... I mean, people still really like the depiction of Hermione, and people like the depiction of Katniss, or fucking Triss from Divergent, or whatever. And it's because we're reaching a new cultural landscape in which the most the most feminist thing you can do as a woman is to just do what you want. So it's more like an open playground of yeah. this. But at the same time, it's still restricted. Because, yeah. like, of course, because I fucking saw an article. Not an article, it was something about how, like, the BBL is leaving. Like, the, like the, like the, the idea of, like, body... a Coke bottle... Like, that's scary. The fact that, like, body types are trends now is so... Fu- I mean, they've always been trends, but that's so fucked up. Yeah, like, like what's trendy or what looks... And it literally... It's your body. Yeah, and your body literally... I think body trends also are simultaneous just with clothing trends. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, low-rise jeans are coming back. Like, the whole 2000s thing with, like, the Paris Hilton aesthetic or whatever. And, like, 2000s and Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears. Like, that's all coming back in fashion, those clothings. Yeah. And then that's another thing where, like, it's another, like, dictation of, like, you can only wear these type of clothes if you have this type of body, which is bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why also it, I think it coincides with, like, 
what body is in trend. So I'm pretty sure by the time that we're in our 30s, whatever trend was trendy when we were 16 is going to come back because it's, oh, a, 20, yeah, it's, a, 20 every, it's a 20 cycle. Everything comes back, yeah. not just clothes. It's music. It's taste. It's yeah. the type of people we like, the type of people we hate, the type of people that we think are cool. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it really is. Like, it's insane. And so when people are always like, I don't want to be, what's for chuggy? I don't give I mean, a shit. I don't care. Everything's chuggy at some point. Yeah, I don't care if what I'm, if you're wearing something that's, literally, you're either chuggy or you're ahead of your time. You're always going to hit that. It's like a clock. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, it's always going to loop back. If you loop in a point, in a circle, you're going to hit two points at least once. Yeah. You're going to be chuggy and then, oh my God, you're ahead of your time. Oh, and then you're chuggy again. Who cares? That's what I always say. Yeah. Just wear what you want. Like literally. my loafers were chuggy last year. Now they're cool. I literally can't. <laughs> loafers just, like, they scare me. I have black penny loafers that I wear around sometimes. Um, especially just, like, to brush my teeth at night. Like, that sounds yeah. weird. But, like, they're so easy to slip on. And every t- Like, Carrie will bump into me, like, yeah. four times a day wearing those loafers like, in the hallway. I think the greatest way that you can be, a, like, be stylistic <laughs> or, like, be a good dresser, my tip, is just wear what works for you. Yeah. Wear what works for your body. Wear, like, you know, not, like, wear, like, wear what you want, but I typically wear things that wear what I you think... you feel good in. Yeah, I wear things that I think help my body. Like, I would never wear something that was in trend or on style if I didn't think it would yeah. on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I don't just wear what you want, honestly. I think that's the best way you can really curate your own type of style. I, I like how we're giving out advice yeah, to like to who? loyal like, base. Oh. Uh, no, but, no, it's true, though. Like, it's, no, it is. The whole thing with trends are really fucked. Yeah. And I think at some point you reach an age, and maybe it's that, because when I was in middle school and high school, I used to be stressed out about it because I have to keep up, I have to keep up. But now that I'm older and I'm witnessing these trends changing in real time, it completely changes yeah. your mindset regarding yourself and how you, pre- like, your clothes or, like, yeah. other things and celebrity and influence and all that stuff. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Well, and because the other thing is now with social media, I would not be surprised if that 20-year cycle becomes... 15, 10, maybe even 5 because social media is making everything so much faster. Yeah. Because it makes the spread of information faster. Like trends used to be like 1995 Vogue would put that yeah. black leather riding boots were their new shoe for fall of that year. And then it would take like months for that to actually get into circulation in the fashion world. But now all it takes is one person on TikTok going, ooh, corset tops are cute. And then everyone wants one. Yeah. Everyone buys one from Sheen. It's made super fast. Yeah. It's cheap. And you I don't, throw it yeah, away when the trend is done in a few weeks. I have shopped from Shein. I have too. But yeah. I haven't shopped from there in like the past like probably like almost a year. Like I, I stopped. I haven't either. And I'm proud. But yeah, that's the whole thing of like, and I saw this other article and I was like, how we don't, our generation doesn't have our own thing. Like, we don't have our own aesthetic or our own style. I mean, every generation yeah, is, is a reference to another, but ours is literally like a direct take and merging of another. And yeah. I read that it's because it's cyclical and it's mm-hmm. it's it's a consequence of capitalism. <laughs> but basically, because we have such an influx of information to the past, we have nostalgia for an era we weren't, we yeah. weren't alive for. And because of it... We're not creating new things. We're not creating new things or doing things that are new that's yeah. particular to our generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't that, like, crazy? Well, that's why Y2K is coming back. Yeah, like, Y2K is... It's not real Y2K of Y2K, but it's a it's derivative like of our that. our version of what we think it would yeah. have been like if we were alive 
back then and yeah. have the standards so that we like, do now. Yeah, there's not as much of our own original creations in terms of fashion or trends, Yeah, which is really interesting. And I read that somewhere and it was because it's a product of the internet, so much information being available to us, having so much access to the past. Yeah. So it's really cool. And I, I don't know. I, and I want new thing. Like, I, want, I don't want to... It's going to get to the point where what are we going to do after Y2K? They're going to go back to the fucking, like, 2014, like, Tumblr Arctic Monkeys aesthetic, which I had, by the way. I that was not. totally me. <laughs> that was me in middle school. With I'm my... not going to lie. I'm glad that I didn't have it, but also I think I might be in it right now anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole, like, yeah, I definitely, like, the flannel with the black skinny jeans and, like, the muscle tee. You're with, describing like, what I wore yesterday. No, yeah. Maybe I am with in the my Vans. Arctic Monkeys. No, I don't have Vans. Yeah, I wear those with like black Vans, and when those come back, I'm gonna feel so old. <laughs> when kids, like, cause kids are already now like I go on TikTok and they're like glamorizing like 2013 core, and it's like we hard it and like Tumblr, and then, I'm like I'm like um. That's, you could not. That's pay it's me going so fast. Money. Yeah. That wasn't even ten years ago. It's the spread of information. So what's gonna like? Ew. So I'm just thinking, like, when is it going to be to the point where there's nothing to feed back into? Where do you go? This like, is so unrelated, is but if Tumblr ever makes a comeback, I think I'll hurl myself off a cliff. Tumblr literally... It needs to stay dead. It I needs think so too. to. It's because they took off porn. <laughs> do you remember that? No, they, I don't like, think they... we were on the same parts of no, Tumblr. No, 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 no. It was, like, on the news. Like, it was, like, a whole thing of, like, my friend was really on Tumblr, and she had a lot of friends on there who created... um content on their own terms on tumblr mm-hmm. of like like an only fans i guess yeah but then tumblr did a huge crackdown on it because they're trying to crack down on child pornography but then also thing. because of it they also cracked down on pornography period and so because of it a lot of it, creators on tumblr like lost their platform Yeesh. which is why tumblr also partly died because you had all these people who were leaving uh... And then that's when, like, OnlyFans became super huge. Gotcha. What is this fucking analysis of... This is a weird... What am I doing? We do need to get to big three. Big three. I also... I do want to throw in quickly, just as a disclaimer, because I feel like in hindsight, maybe it was a bit harsh with my analysis of Hermione Jean Granger. I do want to state, before we get into big three, very quickly, that... Um, she shaped me a lot as a child, like, she did make me intellectually curious and excited to learn, and that's all really cool and important, so it's actually nothing against her, like, it's, (laughs) it's literally just about the part of J.K. Rowling that lives inside her, like, I hate J.K. Rowling. It's like the Horcrux. It's, yeah, Hermione's, Hermione's a fucking Horcrux of J.K. Rowling, Ginny's one, um, Luna's one, Lily, Lily's one, Cho Chang, no, (laughs) (laughs) Lavender brown. <laughs> um, the no. Patals. She has a few horcruxes, and those yeah. are some, and I don't like those parts yeah. of those characters. But I like the characters, mm. and I hate J.K. Rowling, and so. Big Three time. Big Three. So, we're already victorious. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Literally one of the most iconic shows made by the most notorious pedophile. But Wait, he... did we already do this? Victorious? Or did we just talk about it? I think it we talked fun. about it okay. for fun. So, Maggie's... Who did we say it was? It was... Who are the characters? You had Sinjin somewhere in your No, no, no. (laughs) For you? No, you had No, for me. Yeah, I think I had, like, Festus. (laughs) The guy who works at the food (laughs) truck and sends them to Yerba. (laughs) Oh, right, because then we watched the Yerba episodes. Yeah. I'm trying to think so. episodes. I think... I think that I said I was Jade Rising, a Festus son... Yeah. And a Robbie Shapiro moon. <laughs> right, that's what <laughs> it was. Those random. That's what okay, it was. Well, that's what I think I am. And if you don't one. know who Festus is, 
please please watch the Yoruba. Fucking read a book. Or watch the episode. Or watch of, a show. Yeah, or watch when Trina and Robbie had to work the food the the food truck because they broke Festus's arm for either an empanada or a burrito. So And then watch, watch the it. Yerba episode where they basically are prisoners of war. They basically <laughs> like, like accidentally launch an assassination attempt on the victorious equivalent of Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Like and it's really interesting. Yeah. Actually it's kind of Borat chic. <laughs> kind of a let's talk about it was a Sasha Baron Cohen. Anyways, um that's Wait, another are, episode topic. But are my big for three? we I think for Maggie we said I had you Trina said, somewhere. You right? said Trina. <laughs> you had Trina and you had um I think you mentioned Tori. I just don't remember what you mentioned Tori in. No, I think we swapped Tori out for Trina. But I then I had Trina. some niche character, right? Yeah, I'm trying to remember who it was. Andre's grandma. <laughs> right. You're so I'm in Andre's grandma moon. Yeah. You're Trina <laughs> son. And then you're I think I think I'm a Tori Rising. A Tori Rising. I think that is what we landed on yeah. last time. That's the fucking worst combination. <laughs> <laughs> I am a nightmare as a human being. Yeah. So that's Both like, Vega sisters and Andre's the grandma. Ve- they're so fucking iconic. <laughs> I love Trina Vega. She carried the show. She's so funny. Remember that scene where... There are so many things... In There's so the many Schneiderverse where you're <laughs> you're looking back the Schneider cinematic universe you're looking back and you're like damn this really was just pedophilia like yeah. that episode where Trina gets the new skinny jeans and it's just rubbing her ass, ass on the kitchen table when they're in the RV and they're all in, like their bathing suits yeah yeah and meanwhile like Ugh. cats literally like belly dancing with a bunch of frat, frat boys. boys like so much that's so they give me like they give me. They give me like Sinkai vibes. <laughs> Sinkai, like, they're yeah, definitely Sinkai. Because they made like snow cones and like, but also yeah. So those are big three. Those are packed episode. Yeah. I think it was a really good episode. I think it was too. I think we were very based. The lab, the labyrinth, the maze. Yeah. Trends, victorious. This is the probably yeah. the most based episode we've had. I think so. It's probably because we haven't had any sandwiches or apple juice. No, we're literally just completely aware. Of our yeah, we so, are 100% present. Yeah, so again, happy holidays. This is our Christmas special that we did not talk about Christmas once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so happy holiday. holidays. Happy holidays. Um, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa again. Yeah. Season's greetings. Put it on a Starbucks cup. Boycott the company. Whatever you want. Yeah, put up an ornament. Get a reef. Do what you gotta reef. do. Like a, like a reef. Like the... Are they called <laughs> reefs? Are they called <laughs> reefs? <laughs> reefs. Oh! Put up a reef. (laughs) (laughs) It's reef. It's a reef. Oh shit! Like a, um, like three reef. Anyways, yeah. So put put up a reef. Put up a reef. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, hopefully you get everything you want for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We did ask because we met Santa Claus, not to flux. Yeah, and. Really we did man. give some requests. Yours was... He said what I wanted. I said I wanted luck. <laughs> I said money. And? Um, and hopefully we'll get both, and hopefully you'll get both. Yeah, we'll see you in... If we don't record an episode over international waters, then we'll see you over 2022. No. Yeah, we could record it. Yeah, so 2022. Yeah, we're, we're gonna... That's the other... We keep adding stuff on. I know. We Carrie's, to... Carrie's leaving the country, so it's very sad. I'm literally that's, leaving. that's why I drove to New Jersey today. 
Um, so we're going to try to figure out the international thing because we don't want to leave all of our friends at the pod hanging. Um, <laughs> we don't know how that'll work, though, because as much of a Freddie Benson as I like to think I am, I'm definitely more of a Freddie Benson's mom. Yes. So, so we'll yeah. see. We'll hit you with a new right, episode. We, gotta, we really got to go. Yeah. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And remember to always do better. Do better.